Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No. It is Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the podcast to get you all set for college football and the NFL. We'll have Jared Smith from PicksWise.com, their lead betting analyst, Bill Krakenberger, covering the NFL sports handicapper from CrackWins.com. I'm Brian No. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Let's welcome in Jared Smith here. Uh, Before we get to the previews, licking my wounds a little bit here with the Army-Navy over bloodbath, which was the double overtime, just knife to the heart last (laughs) week. What was that, Jared Smith? I mean, to be fair, I did warn our, our, our listeners before you know, we signed off on Saturday, the smallest unit of measurement for this bet because you were bu- basically buying Bitcoin at the peak um, with the number being as low as it was. And the irony is if the game would have been the average total over the last couple of decades, which was in the low 40s, then that game still stays under despite double overtime. But because the total had dipped so much dramatically over the last few seasons, it was now at a point that even though the game trended under, you had that one fluke overtime moment, and then all of a sudden the explosion in overtime means it goes over. So, again, that's why the price matters, Brian, right? The price matters. Only, the only overtime <laughs> game in the history of Army-Navy. Yeah. The only that's one. That's what it takes and for it to go over. And then back-to-back touchdowns <laughs> on their first play. That was straight Wild. trash. Straight trash. <laughs> By the way, also before FBS, I know this is near and dear to your heart. How about this? Incarnate Word at North Dakota State in the FCS playoffs. We got North Dakota State favored by nine and a half at BetMGM. How about the total? 71 and a half, which seems pretty high, but maybe not high enough when you consider they combined for what? Incarnate Word and Sacramento State, 129 total points the game previous. So uh, are you dipping your big toe in the FCS playoff (laughs) waters here, Jared? I should, right? You know, sadly, yeah. this game's Friday, so when Seamus comes on to give us the Seamus special, Seamus McGee, of course, the BetMGM trader who's graced his uh, presence on our airwaves almost all season, uh, we won't have the, um, the, the, the Seamus report for this game. We're going to have to stick to Montana State and South Dakota State, which will be played on Saturday. I'll be honest. A lot of, and we'll get into the bowl games, right? We'll talk about some of the weird situational, you know, tendencies that that kind of pop up here, and the transfer portal has kind of reared its ugly head in a direction that no one really could expect. But that's that's what's happened. The FCS games in the playoffs are kind of the better handicaps at this point. The you know you're getting the mm-hmm. best efforts from all teams because they're playing for championships, and I think the market's a little softer. So there might be some edges there that. We'll ask Seamus about on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and you know who's playing 
in the FCF the FCS playoffs. True. You know, you get a couple of curveballs in the FBS games. But uh, if we turn our attention to a couple of the F- FBS bowl games, how about the Wasabi Fenway Bowl over here? I still love that. I think that commercial is about 20 years old. But uh, Wasabi with with uh, Louisville and Cincinnati, kind of a coach swap in this one. I love this matchup, Jared. What a bizarre situation, right? And, and this is exact when I talk about the metrics and the analytics and a lot of the things that I like to rely on to handicap games throughout the course of the season, let's call it a 50-50 split between situational and analytical. That's kind of my style. When we get to this stage, it's kind of 80-20 situational because let's be honest, how can you take any of the metrics that we've seen from Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield now going to Cincinnati? How can we expect Louisville, who just lost their head coach to the team they're playing, you know, go off of any of those tendencies and numbers that we've seen all year. Like I know a lot of the players are the same, but to me, it's a really, it's a difficult handicap in a lot of these games. And this spot I think is one of the trickiest. So not only is Satterfield going across, uh, across the, the, the dugout, um, but the offensive line coach, the quarterback coach, the defensive coordinator, the linebacker coach, it's really hard to find a motivational edge here because I think if you're Cincinnati, you want to play well for your new head coach against his former team. And if you're Louisville, you want to show up your old head coach for switching sides. So again, certain games, the motivational angle stares you right in the face. I think Oregon State and Florida is the big one. But this one, I could make a case for both sides. And the market has kind of been fickle. It's gone from a pick to now Louisville, about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But I've seen some Cincinnati money pop up at points throughout the last week. So it's not one-way traffic, but for the most part, Louisville, about a consensus two, two-and-a-half-point favorite. They've been a little bit more of the market darling so far to this point. Nothing makes my heart drop like huge line movement in bowl games because the total has just plummeted in this one. And I don't know about you, Jared, but I start – it's almost like stuff starts shaking and I'm looking for a doorway or something to hold on to. Like, what is going on? The earth is moving over here. But the total has dropped all the way to under 40. It's at 39 and a half right now at BetMGM. And so when I get any of this big line movement, I'm like, who's out? Who's out of the game? Yep. Because it, it tends to indicate that's the case here. 100%. I'm going to look this stat up um, and I'll have it for us on Saturday. When... Games move by three points or more or totals move by three points or more in bowl season. If I recall, again, no data right now to back it up, but conjecture and, you know, observation and kind of my memory of it, the games that got steamed pretty hard, they all most of those sides ended up cashing. And it goes against what my style would be, which is contrarian. You see the line move, there's value on the other side, buy low, sell high. I think in bowl season, it's really hard, but I I throw out a lot of my classic betting principles that I use throughout the course of the season, the analytical, you know, breakdowns and then the buy low, sell high nature because of just it's really hard to cap where the number should be with all of the changes and the fluctuations. And you almost have to be willing to overspend to get the right side of, of, of that game because I think the motivational angle matters more. And it looks like weather in this particular game could be mm-hmm. a factor in Boston on a Saturday morning in the middle of December. I've never been to Boston yeah. in, in December, but I would imagine it won't be sunshines and rainbows at Fenway Park for this game. 
Probably not. How about we look at the Las Vegas Bowl, Florida against Oregon State. And it's probably unfair. I think of Oregon State like Army or Navy right now after they just ran the ball down Oregon's throat. I know that's unfair, but I'm just curious. We start off there. Is Oregon State going to be able to run the ball effectively against Florida? If they can, they might be able to cover 10 points. 10 points is a huge spread in this game. The Beavs getting some major love from Vegas. But, um, yeah, it's about Florida. Can they stop the run? Because if you've got that two-pronged throwing and running attack from the Beavs, this could be a nasty uh, spot for Florida here. Yeah, and in the offshore markets, this line opened at five, and it did not take long. It went from five to ten in, like, four hours. I mean, it was immediate. And I think... The people who are in the know, there's a few of them. I've mentioned them on the show before, Brad Powers being one. These are notable college football sharps, pros that bet thousands of dollars on games the second the lines drop because their numbers are so good. They knew about the Anthony Richardson situation before it was happening. And, and we've discussed one of those situations on the show multiple times. It's Bryce Young in Alabama. We saw the Alabama line steam down. We'll get to that game in a couple weeks, right? But it, when you have that insider knowledge, I don't want to call it insider knowledge, but when you're, when you're ahead of the game and you get a minus five with Oregon State, man, you're feeling really good about yourself right now. At 10-11 is where we've kind of seen the ceiling here. And Oregon State can run the football very effectively. And Florida has struggled to stop the run this year. They're outside the top 120 in power success rate, meaning if it's third or fourth and one, Oregon State's going to pick up those first downs almost every single time. And they're a 60% run. I mean, you don't see that in college football unless you're Army or Navy, right? 60% run heavy offense. I mean, that is a heavy, heavy load to bear. And I don't know if Florida is going to be up for this game physically. Emotionally, I don't think they are. And if they're not up emotionally and Oregon State's going to pound the rock a million times in this game, you would think that will take its toll physically. And that's where I think Oregon State has a big edge. And, man, the market's telling you, an SEC team, a double-digit dog against the Pac-12 team, part of me just wants to take the points out of principle. But, it, again, the steam has tended to be the right side here, and I think Oregon State will be the right side. Last thing real fast, if we just take a, a quick peek at the college football playoff matchups. As you said last week, no line movement. In terms of the point spread, seeing a little bit of movement on the totals. They've both moved in a, a point in either direction in both games. But uh, still, seven and a half point favorites, those Fugazi Wolverines. Still plenty of time to uh, get in on TCU. Either plus the points are on the money line. That's where I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, and it's, to me, I, I, I'll stand by my prediction of last week. These, you'll, if you want these numbers, you'll be able to get them this week. You'll be able to get them next week. And you'll probably even be able to get them the week of the game. Um, but that's when we might see another limit expand and some of the bigger money step into the market and push this towards probably the keys. I would be willing to bet it closes Georgia 7 and, Mich and TCU 7. Like it, it feels like that's the direction we've been trending in for the last couple of weeks. But we've hit that lull in the market now where it's kind of no man's land. And... I think if you really like TCU at seven and a half, that might be the one that I would bet now because I could see that hook evaporating quicker than Georgia getting to seven, if that makes sense, because TCU has been the trendier side. They've been the trendier dog and it looks like seven's kind of that consensus number. 
whereas Georgia, Ohio State, I think if it got to seven, you'd see a lot of Ohio State money step in at seven because every time it's reached seven, it's reached there a couple of times um, when it first opened. It's been bought back down very quick. So I think Georgia is kind of on the fringe. Let's call it 6.75, right? And then TCU, I'm guessing that'll be a flat seven come game week. So if you want the hook with the Horned Frogs, I would buy that one relatively soon. By the way, you just opened a new possibility. Betting on what the betting line closes at. Huh? <laughs> How about that whole new world over? I've got No, that's called no, that that's called betting, Brian. You just beat the market long term <laughs> and you're going to win. Period. End of story. It's emotionless. Take the, be a robot. Just beat the market long term. Doesn't matter what the final number is. If you do that 100 times out of 100, you're going to probably win 55 to 60% of those bets. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh, if I'm saying it right. We're betting on what the betting line closes at, not what's the right <laughs> side. Because you're saying you're I think it's like a be true seven by time. So you can bet on will it be seven? Will it be higher than seven? We can bet on the betting line. What do you think about that? I mean, I think if there was a way for us, this is why I'm glad we don't do shows in person. The side bets we would make during the commercial breaks, uh, one of us right. would be in deep already this year. Probably rich, <laughs> frankly, but um, based <laughs> By the way, catch us on Saturday. We'll have Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, does a great job. Jared Smith from PicksWise.com. I'm Brian No. Saturdays from 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time. We'll get you all set for these bowl games on Fox Sports Radio. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sports books. I want to welcome in Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com, sports handicapper. He has many thoughts on the NFL this week. He has many thoughts before the podcast even began. And now he's going to have even more thoughts that the podcast is running. Uh, crack, let's start off Thursday night football. A lot of Brock Purdy love. My timeline's blowing up. Hey, I got the Niners plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. I'm just rolling my eyes at this. The Niners are three-point favorites on the road against Seattle. What do you think about tonight's game in Week 15? Listen, when, when everything, anything looks good, it looks too good, it is too good to look at. So, you know, I look at the pre-flop. The pre-flop line on this game was three. So think about that. When I say pre-flop, I mean... The line, look-ahead line before the season started, even even after the season started, people don't know here in Vegas and a couple different of the apps that came to the new jurisdictions, you can bet any single week, any team. So every single game, every week is up uh, you know, throughout the year uh, here in Vegas ahead of time. So look-ahead line on this game was three. Think about that. The look-ahead line on this game was three. That was with... That was with Garoppolo, you know, thinking that he's mm-hmm. going to be the quarterback. So now the situation is we have this Purdy who people are really high on, like you said, and the line is still three. It 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 scares me. It scares me. I I, I mean I I don't know that this is a stay away game for me. Um, you know, it, it's it's a couple spots have three and a half. If I'm looking to now, here's a perfect example. You have a pretty low total, forty three. If you're betting flip this game tonight, which I know most of you, most of you DGens are. Um, by the way, we're all DGens in our in special ways. But um, I'll tell you, 
you, you have to make sure if you're betting San Fran, you're laying three. If you're betting Seattle, you're taking three and a half. That's all I can tell you. It could be that type of a game where it's going to be played that close. But um, I'm kind of staying away from this game. Something's fishy in this game, Brian. Hey, how about Saturday? We're looking at the uh, Ravens and the Browns. Browns are favored by two and a half. You've got your eye on B-more in this one, Crack. It could be Tyler Huntley. Should be, hopefully. Cross your fingers. He's uh, hasn't been cleared yet from concussion protocol, but it's trending in that direction where he will play. If that's the case, it'd be Tyler Huntley against Deshaun Watson. And right now, Tyler Huntley is playing as well as Deshaun Watson is. So that's something to keep in mind in that matchup as well. Yeah, he's 95% going to play the game. Of course, um, like I, I actually lean Baltimore here. And if he doesn't play the game. I don't even know who the third string is. I, I seen the name. I don't, just don't know who he is. I don't want nothing to do with that. So um, I think he's going to play. Like you said, it's trending in that direction. The line's three or three dog 20 most most spots. Bet MGM's actually three flat. Um, I kind of lean Baltimore here. I, I'm not going to be on the, the Cleveland train for a while until I see more out of Watson. Now, I do know he did come back last week, and he did play better than the first game. Uh, there was still a little rust, and even more importantly, uh, there was some drop passes. So I'm not going to blame him. Uh, you know, but then again, they have a center issue there too, where they're they're having some problems with their uh, their their centers out there, backup centers in. So that means so much. People don't realize the value of alignment, especially a center in in the NFL. So uh, very valuable position, key position actually. Um, I'm going to lean Baltimore a little bit. Now, listen, this is like Thanksgiving Day. Um, I'm going to use Las Vegas times here. So you have 10 a.m. the first game, 1.30 and 5.15. Three different times spread out throughout the day. You, you, you just don't have to bet all these games, guys. I know it's going to be fun to do it. You want to bet it? Look at the betting some player props. Look in the bet maybe a first half total. Or maybe I even said you throw a peanut on Baltimore on plus the three. How about my Dolphins? My Dolphins heading to Buffalo. Uh, they haven't fared well when the temperature is 40 or below uh, when kickoff uh, starts right there. Eight straight losses. We have Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins head coach, rocking a I wish it were colder t-shirt in practice. Uh, but the Dolphins, I don't know what happened last week, crack against the Chargers. Justin Herbert was fantastic. That's not a shocker. What was shocking is Miami could not run the football against a horrible rush defense with the Chargers. So now heading on the road at Buffalo, they just don't have momentum heading into this spot. I'll say that much. They're trending in the wrong direction. You know, one of the guys I respect out here on his podcast on Monday, he gave out something that you're not going to like. The Dolphins do not make the playoffs, plus 250. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a good plus. As a matter of fact, now I see the Jets uh, to make the playoffs plus one sixty. I, I think it's a good spot to bet both of them. Maybe, maybe bet the Jets plus the one sixty to make the playoffs, and bet the Dolphins not to make the playoffs. Get two pluses. Now this weekend's a big weekend, though. Uh, you know, Detroit's playing the Jets, so maybe you even want to wait and see what, what that number goes to and if the Jets win that game. Um, but, yeah, Miami going to Buffalo, 
Seven points. I even see it. I see one seven and a half on my screen. I be again situational here again, guys. You're betting this game. You want to get. You want to do the line shopping and get the seven and a half if you're betting Miami. You want to lay the seven if you're betting Buffalo. So this year, all these marquee teams, the Buffaloes, the Clevelands, the Philadelphias. I'm not not Cleveland. I'm sorry, but the Buffaloes. Uh, I meant to say uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. Those three teams are like the big three teams in football. They have all showed weakness throughout the year and have had uh, streaks of games where they lost or almost lost. I mean, I thought Dallas was one of the best teams in football up until last week. I mean, they, you know, the Dallas should have lost to the, the worst team in football, Houston, in Dallas. So, uh, again, it's that every, any given week anything can and will happen. Let me tell you, I'm not looking to lay no points on Buffalo, and I know all the, the history of the teams and the weather. I'm not looking to lay no points. Just like I said on our – our Sunday countdown to kickoff show uh, before the end of the game, uh, before the end of the show last week. It feels like a game. It's so much fun being with you guys. Um, all three big favorite, big big favorites, fade them, and you would have been three and zero as as every team: Kansas City, Dallas, and Buffalo all did not cover, failed to cover their games on Sunday. Yeah, how about the other Saturday game here? The line stands out to me: the Colts which are obviously a grease fire. They're four, eight, and one. And the Colts are at Minnesota. Minnesota off of a loss against Detroit, but only a four-point favorite. I just look at the the matchup. Styles make fights crack. And Minnesota's pass defense is brutal. Is Matt Ryan going to exploit a poor pass defense? I, I don't see that happening. And after an embarrassing loss from Minnesota, only favored by four. I think it's too much skepticism in this particular matchup from Vegas. What do you think? You're you're exactly what what you're saying is exactly what the Joe Public is saying because that four doesn't look four looks so low. This was like this this team was literally uh, you know picked in the in the in the one of the top teams in football when they were at eight and one or whatever they were. I mean, and now Indianapolis, which. You just don't know what you're getting with them. You, you you don't know what you're getting with Indianapolis. You don't know if you're getting the Indianapolis that almost beat Philadelphia or you're getting the, the Indianapolis team that has been blown out in situations this year. You just you just don't know what team you're going to get. I mean, the, the Patriots just killed them 26 to 3. I mean, you just don't know. How about but yet they were holding their own when we were in Mississippi. They were holding their own versus the Cowboys up until the fourth quarter in Dallas, 21-19, holding their own in that game. And then, of course, Dallas exploded for 30-some points in the fourth quarter. And uh, so you just don't know what you're getting with, with this team. Um, the, the Vikings, I'll tell you, uh, I have a future on them to win the Super Bowl at 50-1, to but I'm not so confident in that. And, you know, to be blunt, I've seen them, their, their schedule, who they played. Yes, they're ten and three now. Yes, they're the NFC North leading team. But I'll tell you one thing: I don't think they're the best team in the NFC North. I actually think the Lions. I said it even before last week's game. I think the Lions are the best team of it. And then the Lions, if they only had a better start with a couple of those close games, they would be set for a, a run at the playoffs. I just don't know if they can get there now. 
It's uh, always great when I hear what you're saying, Brian, is exactly what Joe Public is saying. It's great. I do a Tiger Woods fist pump like that. My dream oh, just came true. I, I hope you don't don't take that as an insult. It's a very normal thing. <laughs> it's very normal, though. Listen, uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, looking at that game, you, everyone doesn't think Minnesota should be more of a lowly Indianapolis. Everyone doesn't think even tonight San Fran should be more over Seattle. Uh, Seattle just lost and got embarrassed at home versus the Carolina Panthers. So you got to put yourself inside the bookmaker's shoes. And what, what sides are they going to need? Probably going to need the Seattle side, but definitely going to need the Indianapolis side. Yeah, they definitely will need that. I just don't know if it's going to work out for them. We'll see how it plays out. You're on the Falcon Saints first half line. We're at 21 right now. What do you see in this one, Crack? Yeah, BetMGM's at 21 still. Over, I like. I think, some points here. In this game, Atlanta, New Orleans, first half over. Game is 43 and a half, 44. First of all, for a 43 and a half, this was one of the first things I, I looked at. For a 43 and a half or 44, I'll look at a game like Tampa, Cincinnati. Same exact total. I'll tell you, 21 and a half is the line everywhere. So 21, and there's still 21, like I said, at Bet MGM, is about five casinos here in town. That may not be a key number because you don't know if these teams are only going to be throwing touchdowns, you know. Uh, but I still think that, uh, that you're, you're going to get some points out of here out of these two teams. And listen, is their playoff hopes dead? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, with the Buccaneers and the NFC South falling, they they just don't seem like they're, uh, you know, they're definitely not Super Bowl bound. They they haven't played as well uh, as, as of late, especially. Anyone can win the NFC South. That's right. And I say anyone, probably not the Saints, but Panthers or Falcons absolutely can win the NFC South. I think there's going to be some points scored here. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping the Falcons can come through. I, I need them to actually be the I, I'm pretty confident that New Orleans is going to score uh, at least 10 points. So I think we, we're going to get that out of both teams and, uh, you know, maybe a couple touchdowns here and there. And I think that over 21 is probably a good bet. I'm looking at that right now. By the way, a couple more that are interesting to me. I love the late afternoon window. Titans at the Chargers. Chargers are favored by two and a half right now at BetMGM. So think about this matchup, Crack. Tennessee has been brutal the last brutal. three weeks. We brutal. just saw the Chargers look great on Sunday night football. But think about this particular matchup. The Chargers rush defense is bad. And that's the one thing that the Titans can do very well is run the football with Derrick Henry. So I'm curious if the Tennessee Titans can somehow get back on track. Both are seven and six teams, but it's another spot where I look at it the other way where, man, the Chargers are only favored by two and a half at home. That screams Tennessee to me. And I know you might not love it heading in. You might not run to the window like, I'm going with Tennessee. After what we've seen, they got kicked in the teeth last week against Jacksonville. I think Tennessee might be the right side. I mean, just look at Tennessee the last three games. They 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 lost to Jacksonville at home in Tennessee. They lost by 25 to the Eagles. So you got 25 by the Eagles, 14 to the Jaguars, and then they, they lost at home to the Bengals, which I'm high on the Bengals, and everyone's high on the Bengals right now. They lost by four to the Bengals. They haven't won a game uh, literally in almost a month. Um, they did beat the Packers, but the Packers aren't the Packers who, who they used to be. I am just probably staying far away from this from this game. This, but however, um, you know, the, I wasn't impressed with the Chargers. Now the Chargers now beat 
Miami, like I said, uh, trending in some different directions here. Uh, I think this game is probably lined right at three. I think I think Chargers being home, three points. But then again, home field advantage is not what, what it used to be in the NFL. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say home field advantage is, is, is nothing like it was even five years ago in the NFL. We have a lot of teams like, like the Raiders who bring in a lot of opposition fans. We have, uh, I, I seen, I mean, I actually seen Houston fans in the stadium, even though it's in the same state of Texas with Dallas last week. Um, it's, it's not like it used to be Tampa Bay. You'll see Cincinnati fans in the, in the stadium chargers. I don't know so much. So, but listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LA. I, I've been to a lot of your games. You guys just aren't, you aren't guys that like like hardcore fans, it seems like to me. They're almost fair weather in LA. People leave. I've been to Dodger games where they their team's losing by two runs and everyone walks out in the eighth inning. Oh, let's beat the traffic. That's not a fan. I stay at the whole game. The entire game, I'm a fan of the game. Uh, I'll put up with the traffic if I'm a fan of a team. So uh, this particular game, like I said, it, it is three uh, at most spots. If you're saying two and a half, might be two and a half minus some juice at MGM. Um, it's probably a game I'm staying away from right now. I don't have an opinion on the side or the total, but it'll be interesting to see. It's probably a more important game for Tennessee, who has lost three in a row. I'll tell you that. I would peek at the over. I'd peek at the over as well because the Chargers, again, I'm surprised they played so well defensively against the Dolphins, but their defense is so banged up and they're starting to roll on offense so i think the over could hit as well last one crack sunday night football you got your eyes on this one giants at the commanders and you're not only looking at just week 15 you're you're looking at the giants season win total what do you see in this week and beyond for the giants yeah i I bet over at the beginning of the season under i mean under under seven and a half for a large amount of money on the giants and it 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 looked like i was going to easily lose my money I have a chance actually to win that now. So um, they'd have to lose the rest of their games, but their schedule really, besides, I think they're playing the Colts at home. If they, if the Colts win that game, then I have a chance to, to still win my bet. So Giants haven't looked that good of lately. You have two different teams here going in two different directions. Uh, Washington's been playing pretty good. Of, of course, that big Eagles victory in Philadelphia. Um, they've played good, and I'll tell you, I think there are nice odds to go to the playoffs. I think they're, uh, they're they have insane odds. Actually, I seen yeah, it's still there. Oh my god! I, I mean, I know it's a crazy bet, but you just want to throw not even a peanut. You want to throw a peanut shell on maybe the Commanders to win uh, to actually to actually win the the NFC uh, at fifty to one. I think it's really just you know it's, it's throw twenty bucks on to win a, a thousand bucks or something. It's just um, like I said something. That looks like it could be a good bet. However, this is going to shock you now. Saying all this stuff, teams going in two different directions. I wouldn't be looking to lay points on Washington in this spot. Yeah. Old yeah. rival game, old rivalry. I would even maybe look. There's a couple fives here in town. I would even maybe look towards the Giants. I did not bet the game, and I probably won't bet it. But just for the people out there, um, just know what you're betting here. You're betting old old rivals. You're betting. Um, teams that are going in two different directions, but this is a very big game for the Giants. Uh, I would expect them to keep it closer, even though I hope they don't for my futures bet. You know, I hate to end the podcast on a sour note here, Crack, but 
this is the crazy thing with the Giants tie where they are seven, five, and one right now. The yep. best you could do on your season bet is push. Because so right I have, now I have under seven and a half. But they technically have seven and a half wins right now. That's not the way it works with the sports book stuff. You get with paid. the tie? Yeah. The tie. If you if you if you have if, if they have seven wins for the year, even though it's a tie, it's not a win and you still get paid on the under. But the it's a t- I don't know how it works in Vegas, but a tie is half a win and half a loss, like literally. So they have yeah. half a win right there. They have yeah. seven and a no, half right now. Your point, your point makes good, valid sense, though. I never thought of that, Brian. But unfortunately, that's not the way uh, the bookmakers in Vegas work. They're, they they pay you on the under. Wow, I, have you yeah. had that happen before, Crack? No, like I haven't. I haven't. And by Sunday, I'll have the answer if every book does that. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure every book pays you on the under seven and a half as long as they have seven wins the tie doesn't mean anything can you imagine if the giants lose their final four games and you run to the betting window to cash your giants season under and they're like uh you actually push here's your your money back (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it can happen but i don't think it uh i i think i'm i think i'm okay there We'll I see. don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hey, be sure I hope to check I have out the problem, Brian. I know. I hope you do. I hope you at least get the cash back that you put down on the right. giant season win total for sure. Be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash out feature, new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. All right, Sunday, check us out. Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. I'm Brian No. We'll be with you on Fox Sports Radio, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time, leading right up to kickoff. Check us then.